0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 789. Comic reviews for the weeks of Wednesday, June 17th, and Wednesday, June 24th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 789. It's our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of weeks, I should say, of Wednesday, June June 17th and Wednesday, June 24th. The uh, the podcast has been a little slow lately. I've just been slow getting episodes up. So uh, if you're listening to this, I do appreciate you downloading it, even though The content that we're talking about is a little bit outdated now. Um, So first, I'll kind of quickly run over some of the books that came out on the 17th and the 24th. I only had a chance to read, like, I think a handful, maybe seven books overall. It's going to be a really kind of rapid-fire episode, as I've uh, done for recent reviews episodes. I'm not really giving rating numbers anymore. I'm just giving an overall, you know, feeling on if the book is good or not, and whether or not I liked it and what was, you know, what was cool about it. Um, And then looking forward... um, we're getting close to episode eight hundred, and I am giving serious thought to potentially winding down the show. Um, I'm not sure. I, I really enjoy the interviews, uh, but sometimes you know it's a lot of work to put these things together and still get a you know episodes out. And um, I recently adopted a little girl, and there's a lot of extra work there, as well as you know I already have a very rambunctious six year old uh, son. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure what to do about the show, but uh, we're getting close to episode eight hundred. and... Um, it's very exciting. Part of me is like, you know, I'm so used to doing the podcast. It'd be weird not to be doing it anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's really one of those things. I'm not sure what to do. Part of me wants to keep going, and if I keep going, I have to go on to 900. And if I get to 900, you have to go to 1,000. So it's, a, it's, a, it's not an easy decision. I still enjoy it. I still enjoy doing the interviews. But, you know, life gets in the way, and life does take over, and life is, you know, at the, at the end of the day, more important. Anyways, that is a lot of heavy... Heavy thoughts there. Um, so on June 17th, some of the releases included 2020 Ironheart number 2, Dark Knight's Death Metal. Uh- I don't know why, I just, I don't want to read it. I don't care. Like, I just, I really didn't like their first one, so reading the sequel doesn't seem like it's going to be any more enjoyable to me. Uh, you got Hawkman, Metalman, Nightwing Annual, Strange Adventures, excited to read that. I haven't had a chance yet. Uh, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, Superman, The Flash Annual, uh, The Green Lantern Season 2, number four of 12, The Question of the Deaths of Vic Sage, Valkyrie, Jane Foster, Wonder Woman, Agent of Peace, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, and Wonder Woman 757. And then the 24th, some of the releases included 2020 Rescue. Uh, Aquaman, Batgirl, Batman Beyond, Batman the Smile Killer Captain America, uh, Marvel's Snapshot Empire, Number Zero, Avengers uh, Green Lantern, 80th Anniversary, 100-page super spectacular Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, Iron Man 2020 Redhead Outlaw, Spider-Ham, Star Wars Bounty Hunters Suicide Squad, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen Teen Titans, and The Flash So what did I read? Well, that's a great question so first up, uh, I read uh, Ant Man number five, and I think actually I read a bunch of books all digitally at the same time. Uh, I think I've like read the earlier issues of this series. It's too bad. It, I think it, yeah, I think it just went to just being digital for the last issue, uh, which is really a shame uh, because you know it's a it's a really good book, and it'd be nice to you know have the have the actual physical media. Uh, Zeb Wells wrote it; he is fantastic. It's nice to see him writing comics again. Uh, it's so much fun reading how you know his interpretation of Scott and Cassie and how they work together. Uh, I love seeing her has a, a stinger. Um, I love the things that he's, you know, has his abilities as Ant-Man. And I feel like often, you know, we don't lean, they, they go, they lean into him being able to shrink and not really onto the talking to ants part. And that is a huge part of this book and this issue in particular. So I really dug this and really liked the ending. And uh, it was, you know, really, you know, really sweet moment. Uh, and there's a, a great ending with, uh, there's two endings. There's the real ending, A nice uh, heartwarming ending And then there's kind of a Ooh, what's going to happen next? Uh, Maybe something will happen with Swarm And it's just nice to see Swarm Actually get a little bit of respect And he's kind of cool here in this series Really interesting uh, portrayal So I really dug this This is really good Uh, Next up we have Batman the Outsiders 13 And I really dug this too It's an an interesting book in that It just seems like Batman gets along with no one And uh, this is the Demon's Fire Part 1 Brian Hill wrote it I didn't even say he did the... uh, Creative team on uh Man. Man, I'm so out of the game, so not used to doing podcasts again. So, uh, it's Zeb Wells wrote it with Dylan Burnett on art, Mike Spicer on colors, and Virtual Calligraphy's Corey Pettit on letters. Uh, and then, if we move ahead to Batman and the Outsiders, as I was, I was saying, it is written by uh, Brian Hill, Gleb Malkanov on art. Uh, i actually really liked there's certain shots of batman i thought that really worked uh were really well done yeah ivan placencia on colors and clayton Cowles on letters um so i really i really dug this it was, it was an interesting read um a lot of different kind of character beats it was kind of a quieter issue in a lot of ways um you had more character-centric moments like batman and black lightning with that martian manhunter, manhunter thrown in uh you got some good scenes with Rosal ghoul with uh uh lady shiva and katana and cassie and duke um so i'm enjoying how they're using the characters here and interested to see where we go from here but uh, this felt like a more character centric issue than some of the previous ones and i thought it actually was much the better for it uh next up we have deceased uh, another d- uh, digital book uh, Hope at World's End, number three. Really enjoying these deceased books. Uh, written by Tom Taylor. Our work by Carmine Digi Domenico, who I just love and always have. Uh, colorist is Rex Locus, with letters by Seda Temofante. Um, I really dug this book. It It kind of is weird because... A lot of it feels like you know you got kind of you kind of had classic Wally and Linda, but then he's wearing like his costume that he was wearing in the kind of the rebirth era, and even that color of the, the lightning. So it's like it's not really sure where this book is artistically, like in, in terms of continuity. Uh, obviously, it's like its own world anyway because of all the weird shit that happens in deceased. And then you have like you have Bert, you got Max, you have Jesse Quick, but again, you have Wally wearing. It's, it's more the lightning, I guess. He's wearing this, you know, version of the suit that he didn't really ever have with these people, um, which is just, it's so weird. And even, like, you see Arsenal or Speedy whatever you want to call him, and he's, like, more the classic version of, like, Red Arrow, and he's not kind of the baseball cap, you know, version of the character we have now But Harley Quinn definitely looks like a modern Harley Quinn, but you have more of a classic look to poison Ivy. Like it's just, it's such a weird studying contradictions, but I thought it was a great story. Um, much like the black Adam one is very kind of tragic. um, But I really dug it, and it was kind of crazy. And what happens to Max, Rickery's you know, very fitting end as well. And I I really love this. I thought it was incredibly strong, great character-centric piece. Uh, I'm really digging these kind of slice of, you know, what's going on when this all goes down. Uh, then we've got ghost spider number 10 or legacy number 60. It's weird to see the legacy number is 60. Uh, Sean McGuire, or, or Shannon, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Uh, McGuire wrote it. We've got, uh, Iguara drew it. Uh, I'm actually reading this from the credits page. So you don't just think I'm using horrible English. Uh, Ian Herring colored it and virtual calligraphy Clayton Cows lettered it. Um, it, you know, ghost Spider is a weird book. I, I, overall I am enjoying it. um, but I also don't feel like it's really giving me anything that new. Um, I think it was like the last issue where you had a great talk between Gwen and Reed Richards about you know the fact that like these you know in, on this on some Earths like they don't have power. Um, him and uh, you know Sue and, and Johnny aren't together and don't get powers together, and that's an interesting reality that looks like this. And it's, I really like that kind of concept. But this issue, I, I, I was kind of cold on it. I wasn't super loving it. Uh, and we'll move on to June twenty fourth. Uh, so June twenty fourth. Um, let's see what what did I read? I read Batman uh, issue ninety three. Um, I feel like the storyline is going really long. This their Dark Design story. And it's part eight. Um, it's written by James Tynan the fourth, March and Javier Fernandez on art, and Tomu Mori and David Baron on colors with Clayton Cowles on letters. Um, and the art really oscillates because there's times when The artwork by March is just, like, the anatomy just looks weird, and, you know, some of the character designs are just kind of off, and there's other times where it's really strong, but, like, this punchline character, I I really don't care for her, there's nothing here that makes, is compelling to me, um, definitely, it's an interesting story, all about, you know, the designer, but... It's not interesting enough for as much of the to- much time as the storyline has taken. Um, and at the very end, Joker, you know, is super rich now. Uh, I don't know. It, it just kind of didn't really work for me overall. I wanted it to, but it just, I just wasn't that interested. Um, next up is quite a great character-centric uh, exploration. We have a new issue of Immortal Hulk, Um which just kind of takes a moment to kind of pause and kind of look back at the big climactic thing that happened at the end of last issue, and you have Al Ewing writing the apotheosis of Samuel Stearns with Butch Geis and guest pencils, uh, previous guest of the show, with Tom Palmer and in guest inks. That's exciting. Uh, with Paul Mounts doing colors, and it's interesting. Like you know, I, I guess I've talked to Al before, I've talked to Butch before, I've talked to Paul Mounts before. It's getting to the point where for some of these books, I've talked to the majority of the creative team at, at some point. Um obviously Butch is just doing the one issue, but I really liked his interpretation. I love the colors in this book. Um it's all about, you know, kind of the early days of Samuel Stearns and uh how he kinda of, he glimpses the green door, uh but doesn't really know how what to make of it and it just kinda of shows everything he's put himself through is in pursuit of this this idea, this knowledge, this door and um I'm really excited to see where this goes uh, because it was just such a surprise when you read the last issue. So this was a a really good way of kind of leaning into it, not shying away from this big reveal, but instead just really showing a lot more about what it means, Uh, which I, I, I really dug it. Uh, next up is Cold War Conclusion. Uh, sorry, it's Justice League Forty Seven. It's called Cold War Conclusion to forgive divine. This is by Robert Venditti with Eddie Barrows on pencils. I really like this pencils. You got Eber Ferrera on inks and Romulo Pajardo on junior, sorry, on colors and Tom Napoleon Napolitano on letters. Woof! And then Gary Frank and Brad Anderson on the cover. That's special. I uh, love Gary Frank. Uh, this was actually—I really enjoyed this issue. The artwork by Barrows was just incredible. There was a, some great action, um, you know, great moments of tension. I really liked. Uh, I thought it was really, really well written. Um, this was a damn good book. Um, I really dug it, and it's kind of a fun adventure all about the Spectre, kind of moving on to the next, the next level in terms of forgiveness, etc. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I have not enjoyed much of Justice League for years now. Um, I just was so not a fan of what Snyder did, and I feel like it took forever to get to the point. And by the time it got there, I was so bored and so done. And yet this was just such a nice breath of fresh air. It was a relatively short storyline, uh, you know, straight to the point and very enjoyable. So I really liked it and that is it um, next episode uh, next reviews episode anyway was 791 I'll be talking about one, well hopefully at least one of the following like five books because not a lot actually came out it was all pretty much digital books too it was Supergirl Star Ravencroft Hawkeye Freefall and D.C.'s Hope at Worlds at number four so not a lot uh, of choices to choose from but uh, which means I hope that I'll, I'll read uh, at least a couple of those books and it will look like I read so many books there's a bunch of other digital ones but those are the kind of the highlights for me uh, that I would actually be looking to talk about one of those books. Anyways, thanks for listening to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. You can email me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com. You can rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye bye.